0: This is the Community Roundtable, a production of Dotcom Plus, 105.5 FM WNSP, 92.1 The Zoo, 96.5 The Crab, and 92.5 The Soul. Here's Kelly Finley.
1: Good Sunday morning and welcome to the Community Roundtable. Of course, today is a somber day as we remember so many lives that were lost uh, on September 11th. And we want to, of course, share our thoughts and prayers with all the families who have been deeply impacted by that day. As I do on Sundays, I do have the pleasure of having great guests who are doing greatness in the community, and we are keeping up with that theme. As I do each Sunday, I have my guests introduce themselves. I have two today. And they'll tell you their name, and they're going to also tell you which organization that they're with. I'll start with you, young lady.
0: Hi, my name is Anne, and I am the Center Operations Coordinator for Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services. And I have with us today a friend of mine and colleague, Hello, I'm
2: Nika Thompson, and I'm the Education Services Manager for Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services. So glad to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to have you both here. What you do is, first of all, angelic. Let's just go ahead and say the obvious, because you talk about working with kids, working with families, making things easier on them. Um, It's a big deal. But many times, people like you and organizations like yours people have no idea the amount of resources that are there that can help them. And many times it's F-R-E-E, right? Absolutely. Free, Mm -hmm. our favorite word. (laughs) So let's get into what you both do. Um, And what does your job entail?
0: Um, Well, a lot of what I do um, actually focuses directly with one of our new child care centers that we just opened here in Mobile. Mm -hmm. It's Grex Early Learning Center, Mid-City. We're located... um, kind of off of downtown or boulevard in mobile um we feature five early head start classrooms we have a first class pre-k room and a k-3 classroom um and so a lot of my days recently have been spent there um just interacting with the new children and families that we have coming into that center and just trying to be that support person and making sure that everybody feels comfortable
1: that's that that's a lot (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot but you Im- And you impact so many families And we'll delve more into that Mama Thompson That's what I'm going to call you Because uh, we were talking about our kids before, <laughs> before we started What does your job entail? Wow
2: So my job is pretty huge Being education manager I basically coordinate And manage education services For all of our babies For all of our 13 programs And over 300 children we have about um ninety teachers, close to a hundred teachers and basically a big part of my a big part of my position requires me to make sure that our children are in a growing and develop developing environment um, that they are in a developmentally appropriate environment where they can learn safely mm-hmm. and also that they are healthy
1: that's a tall order, especially in this day and age. Um, how do families, cause you mentioned students and teachers. So who, one of you talk about the teacher side of the house, please. And one of you talk about the children's side of the house. How does a teacher, um, reach out and get resources and get connected? And then how do the students and their families do the same?
2: Well, as far as the teachers, we have educational coaches in place for each of our programs. And, Part of what we do is to go in and be a resource for the teachers and also provide support for them as the children are in their learning environment. We practice a play based curriculum and it's really fun because children get to play. The majority right. of the time, as they learn, I love that. Mm-hmm. So they are not at their age; it's not developmentally appropriate to expect your threes, fours, and fives to sit down at a table all at one time. No,
1: <laughs> wait a minute. If if I have three, four, and five year olds sitting at a table and they're quiet, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Somebody is into something. They're they're the lookout man or the lookout mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. <laughs> for somebody in the next room.
2: Absolutely. So what we do, um, is of course based on research, is based on, um, theories. Um, you could say off of philosophers from years and years ago, and they developed theories for, Developmentally appropriate practice, and that is what we implement in our classrooms. All of our age groups, from infants to five years of age, we use curriculum, mm-hmm, a theory, um, research-based curriculum for them, and teachers actually plan on a daily basis activities that children will um, participate in, and it's by choice.
1: Actually, what are the ages that, that you're talking about when 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 you draw this picture for mm-hmm. us? What ages are you talking?
2: About? Um, we have early Head Start, which serves infants to about two and a half, three years of age. And also we have preschool children. And those are our threes, fours, and five-year-olds.
1: Are all of the children coming to a, a location or like one specific location or they, they're spread out?
2: We are all spread out. So in our Baldwin, Clark, and Excambia counties is where we have most of our Head Start programs. Mm-hmm. And when we say Head Start, those are going to be our threes, fours, and fives. Okay. And our early Head Start programs are in Mobile. In our partnership programs, and we have a few also in our Baldwin and Clark and Escamia, um county programs as well but most of our earlies which is infant to three years of age they're going to they're going to be in our mobile programs
1: last question for you and then i'm gonna switch it over to Anne. okay um <laughs> are you able to interact with the children one-on-one on a on a on a consistent basis and if so what's your favorite game to play oh with- <laughs>
2: wow so that is a loaded question uh, kelly uh-huh. because i interact <laughs> at least three times a week with oh, our babies i love mm-hmm. it i, I love do it. um and once i do it it's really hard to come out because okay. I'd rather <laughs> deal with our babies. <laughs> because you know what? They keep it real, don't they? And they're so innocent.
1: They really are. I mean, and all the riffraff that you have to deal with with mm-hmm. adults and, you know, the politics of everything. Kids are will say like, why do you have that on today? They're <laughs>
2: genuine. They're so innocent. So um sweet. But my favorite thing probably to do with them is to sing and dance. Really? They love to sing and dance.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, is there is there an all-time because you know I'm, I'm out of the mix my kids are um, um, 17, 17, and 18 we're a blended family so I remember back in the day when the Wiggles was the jam mm-hmm. like you know in Camp Rock like I know every <laughs> word like I was the missing Jonas Brothers or something but um, and then of course Baby Shark is something that jumps out oh, to yeah. me but, but it, what's the jam right now?
2: Well this one is my all time favorite it's Head, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes <laughs> and they love it and once you start singing it, you see everyone just come up and they start doing head, shoulders, knees and toes. Clap, clap, clap. You did an A-plus, man and a good star.
0: Thank you. (laughs) I have to say, everybody that knows me knows my absolute favorite song in quotations uh, is Baby Shark because we hear it at least a million times a day. (laughs) And it seems like every time I go to any store, I hear some mom who's just trying to get her grocery shopping done playing Baby Shark on repeat right? and I just my heart goes out to her because I know she just loves that song as much as I do Um, but that's also one of my favorite songs to sing with the kids because it's something that they relate to and you know like she was saying like Nika was saying you know it's finding that ability to relate to those children and finding something that they enjoy. And if they enjoy head, shoulders, knees and toes, if they enjoy baby shark, you know, find ways to incorporate Mm. that. Um, We were, I was in the, one of the classrooms the other day and they were playing a, I don't want to say a parody, but um, like another spin on Baby Shark and it had the same Baby Shark beat, but it was all about washing their hands. Oh, and I so they it. were singing Baby Shark, but it was Baby Shark teaching them how to wash their hands. And so they were doing that during their hand washing routine. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that Baby Shark knew how to wash his hands or even that his little flippers could fit together like that. But I'm <laughs> really proud of him. <laughs> you know, now I'm
1: going to look at his flippers every time I see Baby <laughs> Shark. about that. Right, right. But now do you know, here's something, because you're so humble with your talents, ma'am. I know that in your background you've got acting right Yeah, a little bit do you get into it <laughs> uh, do you get into it when you're able to spend time with the kiddos um, and the parents like going into different roles as far as because that makes to me because uh, I can't act it makes uh, it more interesting for children t- from a learning standpoint
0: well I think Anytime you go into a classroom, you kind of have to put on the hat for that classroom, Um, whether that be, you know, maybe you have children that come in that day that are just a little sad or you have children that come in that are just full of energy. You know, you've just got to kind of meet them where they are. So whatever that vibe is in that classroom, you just kind of have to meet them where they are. So I think any teacher that's in a classroom kind of has to act, if you will, in a way that's
1: going to be. You know, beneficial
0: for the children in their class.
1: So right now, even though it's early on a Sunday, there are parents and grandparents saying, "I need all of this in my life. Like, how do I, <laughs> <laughs> how do I get connected? How do how can I be a part of this? With the ages that you've mentioned, no matter and, and the counties that you cover, which we'll talk about in a second. But how do, how do they get involved? How do they connect?
0: Well, um, they can actually if they're looking to get a child into our program, they can actually go online to our website, Mm grecs.org. Um, they can fill out the application on there for their children, um, whether they have an infant, a toddler, a preschool aged child, um, they can certainly go on there and apply um, to get their child or their grandchild into one of our programs. Um,
1: do and, you do you find that you have a lot of um, homeschooled children that are part of the program? Are these children who are in um, daycare settings already? um actually this year and probably last year too
0: um and probably due to the pandemic we've seen a lot of children who have been in home-based programs or have not been in a program at all have been at home with mom dad cousin brother sister grandma um and so they're coming into programs around other children in a in a in a school setting for the first time um and we've seen a lot of that especially last year and this year with our with our children Mm -hmm. and it's been you know you know really interesting to see how they have you know grown over the the year to be able to interact and to socialize with those other children who are their age. Mm -hmm.
1: I love that. You know, on your website, um, and you've already mentioned it grex.org, G R E C S.org, Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services Inc. seeks to brighten the future for children through early learning opportunities. And to achieve its mission, the organization will implement professional development programs for teachers and child care providers, engage in activities that enrich the lives of children, maintain and disseminate information that elevates early learning as a community resource, and Develop partnerships with families, organizations, business, and government to increase the availability of high-quality early learning child care programs. It makes so much sense. Yeah, we
0: um, we wear a lot of hats. I guess you could say that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the ultimate goal of our organization is just to make sure that we provide those supports to not only um, the teachers and the students that we, you know, work with the children that we we serve um, through our. Through the early Head Start and Head Start programs that we have, but we also want to support those teachers that are caring for those children by providing those professional development opportunities. Not only um, providing professional development for the teachers that we have with our Head Start and early Head Start programs, but any early Head—I'm sorry—early childhood teacher that's within the Mobile, Baldwin, Escambia, Clark—you know—any county really could come over and benefit from these and they're completely free
1: that like that's that's mind-blowing do you find that when you meet other parents and and grandparents i including grandparents because look the way life as we know it and knew it is different now sometimes the Very grandparents different. are raising these babies right. and they are young enough to, <laughs> to be you know on apps and 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 be on websites and they want to know like I, what are these programs and when you mention free do you find that they are a stunned That you, wait a minute, you have all this here and it's free? Some some parents are. Um, a lot of our grandparents
2: are familiar with Head Start because Head Start has been around for centuries, um, since the 1900s. So Head Start has also evolved since then as well. Um, back then, it was looked at as a daycare, mm-hmm. pretty much somewhere to bring your children so they wouldn't be by themselves. But now, um, the Office of Head Start requires so many standards mm-hmm. for um, not only teachers, but children as well what we teach our children and I say we because I am an educator as well but um the you know the bar is set so high now for head start higher than your average daycare would be and when we say daycare just your private on your private uh sector with with your daycares mm-hmm. so whereas in a daycare you know you may have a ratio of one teacher to four children in head start you know you mm-hmm. And you, you are required to have two teachers at all times.
1: And that's for the benefit of the children as they go mm-hmm. and grow. It's so important. Those rules are in place mm-hmm. for a reason. OK, so let's talk about both of your backgrounds as to I need to know what high school did you attend? And then <laughs> how did you get into your
0: career? Oh, goodness. You Um, first? I guess I'll go first. Um, Everybody's looking at me, so I guess that's me. (laughs) We were like pointing. (laughs) Okay, they were like pointing with their eyes over here, guys. Um, So, all right, so I grew up actually in Florida. Um, I attended Rutherford High School in Panama City, Florida. And then from there, I attended Florida State University, where I got a degree um, in um, psychology, actually. Um, And a lot of my psychology degree was really kind of Focused on how children develop and also on the business side of things of, you know, how people can work together, interrelational uh, relationships and uh, work relationships, and just kind of making things run efficiently. Um, and so a lot of that kind of ties into um, what I do on a daily mm-hmm. basis. Um, so I moved to Mobile in 2005 five and at that time I went to work for a child care center and from there I I worked for that child care center for seven years and then I moved into the role that I have at Gulf Regional and I just I love what I do. I cannot say enough good things about all the things that this organization does. Um I mean I've done everything from work in a classroom to helping out in a kitchen to um, you know, helping with any kind of behavior issues that we're having in classrooms to doing trainings and consulting and helping people get licensed and um, just anything that needs to be done in the area of child
1: care um, in this area, I try to just help out wherever I can see why I say angelic because those are things those are those are jobs that people only appreciate sometimes when they don't have it. Or they're, they've had it and it's no longer there or a pandemic happens and they realize the importance of mm-hmm. our teachers and our teachers' <laughs> aides and just good people doing good things. And let me just go on record and say none of you are paid enough. Okay? Just want to put that out there. Okay, so welcome to Mobile, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> Glad you moved here and you brought your talents with you because families definitely benefit. Awesome. Um, Nika, what about you? Where, where are you from? Um, which high school did you attend? And uh, your career path, how did you get to where we are to you Sh- today?
2: Sure. I am Mississippi, born and bred. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, attended the University of Southern Mississippi. Okay. And after I graduated, I started working with Head Start in um, Hattiesburg, actually. And that's where my true passion and interest um, came about for children. I was a psychology major also, but I learned very quickly <laughs> that I did not want to um, grow in that field. I wanted to work with children. So I decided to pursue a master's in early childhood and For the last 20 years, I've pretty much been working in nonprofit and working with children and families in some capacity. Um, My career kind of took a turn and I moved to Dallas for about eight years where I worked with a nonprofit as well. But I stayed connected with our um, families and our children programs there and with curriculum and also developing teachers, professional development. I I stayed in that arena. And so um, I came back home as i say mississippi because they're right
1: next door to each other Uh Gulf coast baby Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) i came back and um here i am still (laughs) still in educational services but um it's a very rewarding profession Mm -hmm. and i know that's why i'm still here because as you said there is not a lot of money you cannot get rich you cannot um but you
1: not not from a monetary standpoint
2: no But from an emotional, mental, and yes, you can. It's very rewarding when I see children grow and learn and also teachers as well, um, encouraging them, supporting them to grow um, and just do better in in what they believe in and what they want to do.
1: Well, and I think about the programs that you both have mentioned and that we'll talk more about, but there's so many professions that, that spend so much money recruiting. Right. Good people. And then they get the good people and then they don't go check back on them. And so those retention numbers are down because the people feel forgotten. They didn't get certain training. They don't feel like they have the support. And so then they go they go bebop to another profession. Mm-hmm. And so these workshops that you're talking about that you offer, I would I would think that that's very encouraging to a teacher's soul, that there's someone out there trying to help them to be the best version of themselves. Absolutely. If you could, if you were, because I've seen one of your calendars, and I've I've actually come in and toured, and I wanted to stay in the play area. I did, that, like, you have a (laughs) a little kitchen there that I knew I could throw down some Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) Um, But if you were, if I were looking at that calendar that I know I saw, if you both could maybe let me know what would be on that calendar, what type of workshops. I remember CPR jumping out Mm -hmm. to me, and that's vital. Like, that's life-saving. absolutely certainly
0: the cpr and any of the health and safety requirements that are required through the department of human resources we offer um training classes that will meet the requirements for that we also offer fun classes too um i know sometimes they'll do like a a mud kitchen workshop or one where they're painting with all kinds of different (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, materials that you wouldn't normally think of to paint with you know maybe painting with an apple or using a car to push the paint around on a page and just things that children would enjoy Joy, and they don't realize um, that they're learning how to grab things and move things from one place to another, and that you know they're learning how to maneuver their hands to make these different patterns on a paper and things like that. And and it's, that's how we teach. That's how children learn best. And it's through those kinds of activities that we want to promote through our learning classes um, so that other teachers can see that, you know what, you, they don't have to just sit there and, you know, move a pencil over the letter A 50 times to understand that, Absolutely. you know, using those small mm-hmm. motor skills can be learned through so many other different age appropriate, developmentally appropriate, like Nika was saying mm-hmm. earlier, um, activities that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the kinds of, of classes that we like to offer. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that and and when you offer one class, is that at the main location there, or is it at the various locations because we've talked about different counties that you serve um, how, how does one attend a class like that?
2: Well, we we have most of them at our main location, but we also have um, virtual trainings as well. Mm-hmm. And if you go on to that website, it tells you which trainings are face to face and which trainings are virtual. But um, majority of them are at our main hub office in Mobile.
1: When you when you mention like, let's say for the teachers, do they have to show any type of um, credentials to say I'm a teacher to be able to? access these these classes well not
2: not to access the classes but um everyone that we have in our classrooms in our ratios they have to have certain training classes in order to be counted and you know considered a teacher and it's also required by head start as well Mm -hmm. but anyone who is interested in Early childhood, working in a daycare.
0: Yeah, it could be a parent, it could be a teacher, it could be a grandparent, um, somebody who's working with homeschooled children, you know, any of those um, kinds of, of folks can just come on in and. Sit down Mm -hmm. and take a class. class. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to register first. We we do require that you register (laughs) first. You you two make
1: it so easy. Hey, if you're just tuning in, welcome to the Community Roundtable, uh, speaking with two great guests, Ann Sands. She's the Center Director at Early uh, Learning Center Mid-City for, excuse me, for Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services. And Nika Thompson is the Education Services Director at Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services. And they're detailing really all these resources that are right there for you. And you said free? Free. F-R-E-E. And did you say free, too? Yeah, I did say free. Okay, because I'm I'm finding a theme of free here that will benefit our children and our parents and our teachers, but you need to know about it. Um, You really, um, gosh, you really pride yourselves on um, improving the lives of children and the communities as a whole. How so? How do you think that you're able to do that, achieve that, and come back with a winning victory? Well, I think all of what
0: we do um, for the, you know, within the community is just, you know, making sure that we are lining our families up with those services and making sure that they know about what opportunities are out there for them. Um, We work a lot with young mothers who maybe didn't get to finish their GED, or um, maybe they're wanting to go back to school. Maybe that was something that they dreamed of, and so we talk to our parents about what they dream for their families, mm-hmm. um, and so then we help them try to realize those dreams through connecting them with different community uh, partners and different um, places where they can, you know, get those supports that they need. Mm-hmm. That matters absolutely. And um, just to
2: piggyback <coughs> off of that, um, we really do empower families. You mentioned young mothers. Um, a lot of them can't go back to school because they don't have child care right. and they don't have um, a job that pays enough. So because we provide free services, it allows them to be able to have their child somewhere that is safe and also um, somewhere that is helping them to grow and develop and learn at the same time while they go to school.
1: So, so what, what I just heard you say is it's a place that a child is not just sitting in front of a video. Video game? No, absolutely not. <laughs> or, or a phone? <laughs> no, they're actually learning and right. growing mm-hmm. and, and fostering friendships and learning how to communicate with other kids, absolutely. which is so important. It's so important. You know, again, I'm going to go back to the pandemic, which we're still very much in. But I think in the in the heart of it, people really valued the importance of good child childcare mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, because they didn't have it, and then parents had to actually, you know, try to work and try to mm-hmm. teach. And I have always said I have such a great appreciation for teachers. I could never do what you guys, like, no way. Mm -mm, Nope. I have, but you got to know your strengths and know your weaknesses. And so this, the value that a really good teacher brings Mm -hmm. into the mix, it matters. It really, really does. Mm -hmm. What's some of the feedback that you've heard from your uh, families that have been able to um, experience your resources?
2: Oh, gosh. A lot of great things
1: they're really grateful for the services that we
2: provide. Um, And if it were not for our services, some of them would not be able to go to work. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be able to provide for their families and their children wouldn't have anywhere to go, you know, while, while they work that they felt safe um, and secure for them to go. Um, And I will say also that we promote health, you know, with our children as well during the pandemic. You know, over those two years, it was very, very difficult because the hand washing. You know, that was done twenty times a day, um, and <laughs> at it, least <laughs> it, it, you felt like that's all we were doing all day is washing Wash your hands, hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and you know making sure things were sanitized and disinfected. But um, and I think that also contributed to a lot of stress for our parents mm-hmm. and our teachers as well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um you know one thing I do also remember from my tour are the free books that are in there that that you know, children can check out and look at books. Yeah. And families can take books home. And I think about our homeschooling families just because many times they're kind of forgotten mm-hmm. because, you know, you talk about the different schools that had to shut down or had different rules in place for mask wearing, mask mandates. And, and, but, but many people forgot about those children who, who are homeschooled. Yeah. And so they still want to have a piece of the pie, so to speak, from an educational standpoint. Um, how did, how do they go about getting those books?
0: Okay. So what they can do, we actually, Actually, have this really cool room, and you heard um, Kelly talk about the the little kitchen that she was going to make Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> in earlier. Um, but we have this whole room, and we call it the Resource Room, and. That's just what it is. It's tons of resources for parents, for teachers, for um, people who are trying to homeschool their their young children. Um, So we have materials in there that can help support that um, that are developmentally appropriate for um, children um, who are at home and receiving services at home. And parents can come out and check out Um, items. And then after a few weeks, they bring them back and they can get some more items and they can check out books and they can get uh, resource materials and games and puzzles and all kinds of things that their child can do at home. Um, And if they get messed up, if you lose a piece, it's okay. We understand. We'll order another one. It's you really okay we, totally we get, get it. it we totally get it <laughs> <laughs> the child has hidden that in their toy box and you're never going to find it again and we're
1: okay like elsa with that. said let it go <laughs> let it go <laughs> right yes. well tell me this because uh we're we have wrapped up our time and i'm so thankful that you both joined me uh what your location give us the address because that resource room i mean that is going to be the jam for many families
0: yes we are located at 3101 international drive right there beside target if you know where the mall is in Mobile, we're right there beside Target. That's the easiest reference I can give you. Um, we have a um, sign out front that says Gulf Regional Early Childhood Services. Mm-hmm. And we're the only ones with a big flower bed around our sign. So it's really easy to find us.
1: love that. <laughs> love that so much. And if you want to follow up, get more information. on um, Their Facebook page is phenomenal. Get great tips as parents. Just reminders as to the important role that you have and how many uh, – young people are impacted by your greatness. You can follow them at Grex Mobile on Facebook and Grex G-R-E-C-S dash mobile on Instagram. Website is grex.org. Mm-hmm. Thank you ladies. Thank You're welcome. You. Ladies. Thank thank you for this was thank so us. much fun. Thank Anna, you for having us here. Will you come back again?
0: Absolutely. Sure.
1: You weren't allowed to say now so. That's <laughs> <okay>. seeing <laughs> <singing> baby shark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you and thank you for tuning into this edition of the Community Roundtable. Keep it tuned to this Sound of Mobile station. Coming up next is 251 Now with kelly finley
0: you've been listening to the community roundtable a production of dot com plus 105.5 fm wnsp 92.1 the zoo 96.5 the crab and 92.5 the soul tune in next sunday at 7 a.m for another edition of the community roundtable on the sound of mobile